It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, shit. Ha. <laughs> <sighs> Keep betting against that fucker, and he keeps coming out on top. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't know how big I was smiling when everybody picked Triple H. <laughs> I think I'm a co-lever now. It's a, <laughs> it was such an easy pick. It was like you know. It was yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> like you could just see it two thousand all over again. Triple H, Stephanie together. Triple H, champ. no. Fuck. Who is going to be Kofi? <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into thoughts. Now we have to cast our minds back <laughs> to do uh, yesterday, first of all. Um, yes, but uh, obviously uh, with a little bit of age here. So uh, we have to see our minds back. We finally found out everything that's been going on over the last month why uh, I've been uh, busy. So yes, we got caught up with the uh, WWF, and uh, most of it was one particular interview, which we'll get to in a second. Um... But first of all, we get the announcement as the show starts from Vince that uh, due to basically him masterminding the end of the match and bringing Joe back to the WWF and all the stuff he's done, AJ Styles as the number one contender, Brock will be forced to come to the WWF and defend the title against AJ. It's going to be a hell of a match. <laughs> yeah, and that will be next week on the uh, on the basically this whole roar was kind of a build to the first roar of the year which will be next week any thoughts Jim? on the whole thing or uh, just, just, just the... the announcement we'll get to the second yeah it's, it's definitely going to be a a hell of a match um, the, the whole meat and potatoes is coming up here mm-hmm. in, a, in a moment but Wow. Yeah. See what happens with that. Um, oh, oh, Vids also makes the comment that uh, you know oh, this is where Barry's Undertaker and says you failed me, a loser. <laughs> I, I I knew you were gonna do something with Vids. Was like, God damn it, I'm gonna fire the Undertaker. Yeah. That's just bullshit, man. He quit here. Mean... He should just return to the dark side and fuck off and retire. And they basically he says, uh, I've got a new champion, so it doesn't matter. And AJ got the win to me last night, and he's gonna get the win. He's gonna get my title back. And he says to Brock. The gloves are off now, pal. I've played fair. I'm not playing fair anymore. So, yeah, I, uh, hmm, I smell some kind of screw job or something. What's going to happen? Uh, I don't know about a screw job, but you know, it's. Mm. We'll see what happens. Uh, so then we get uh, what's been going on with the tag champs, the Shield. Uh, they retain tag titles against LAX. They say, "Well, we beat everybody." We'd be people from other fucking companies who could beat us. Uh, the Royal Flush come out and say, hey, you know, we've got Abyss now. And Jack Jester's experiment where he basically announces Abyss as the new member of the Royal Flush. And uh, later in the evening, um, Jack Jester would be saying, well, who's the weak link of the team? And they'd end up kicking 10 out of the Royal Flush. They'd beat him down and rip his things off. So uh, Adrian Neville is no longer with the Royal Flush. <laughs> Uh, I have a feeling he's going to go away and come back and reboot, but uh, that's for that. This this was your version of uh, Batista and the Wyatts. It was just 
So uh, I like this guy. Let me put him in this group. It didn't work. You kicked him out. Yeah, so he's as the way. Abyss is the new card. He's a new wild card. And uh, uh, Jester is now turning up the puns with the card thing. He says there's going to be two pair <laughs> and tens on the discard pile and all this stuff. Uh, but no, the... Um, Basically, the setup here, as they say, any combination of ours can beat the shield. And, uh, you know, we're to- we've taken out your big boss man, and now we're going to take out you two. And the shield said, well, fucking bring it. But first of all, you've got to prove that you can beat people because you never win matches. You just get yourself disqualified and beat people with led by. So go and win some tag matches. So basically, uh, Jester puts together the combination of the best two, which are Ace and Abyss. Uh, so Ace and Abyss. Ace being Tyler Rex, of course, um, are put together as the tag team of the Royal Flush, and they uh, would go ahead and beat just about every heavyweight team in the division, and then would say, okay, can we have that title shot now? And she would like, okay, and that'll happen on next week's Royal as well. Well, you you kind of figured a Shield-Flush feud would happen. I mean, you kind of hinted at it a little bit at the beginning of the year, but especially ever since uh, the boss man ordeal, you kind of knew it would sort of transition into a, a tag feud uh, with the shield um and i i i think we're gonna get a lot more of this i don't think this just ends next week i could see this going until mania some kind of extreme hardcore fire death match <laughs> i find it a little peculiar though that they got rid of neville because he's the high flyer of the group Especially now that they have Abyss and they kept Rex, but then I again, do, f- uh, yeah, power... I do fear that they, they might just be like just random big guys you're throwing at, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then again, you know, when the only big guy on the other team you got to worry about is you know Roman Reigns. You know, I, that might be the route that Jester's going, but don't want to say I didn't see it coming, but I didn't see them coming this soon. I figure that. Jester would go off stabbing other people <laughs> and fucking with other people and no, the whole reveal that Abyss is now the wild card. Uh, you know, it's it's cool. And we, you got with the, with the James Mitchell factor in there. I just think it's going to work. It's taking on a, a breed of its own. As far as Neville, ah, X Division's got him. Uh, I have a feeling. Well, the women, uh, what was going on with them, uh, basically can't... Beth Phoenix was on her fucking period as the women. <laughs> yeah, there's two storylines here where uh, Kong and AJ, obviously they had their problems at Survivor Series where you know Kong cost AJ Lee the title, but uh, they were forced to team up and it obviously didn't go well. And uh, But they continued to like walk out on each other. And eventually, though, Paige and Daphne would just beat them down to the like, look, bitch, look, we've got to get on the same page with each other. Otherwise... They're gonna win, so we're gonna get on the same page. We're gonna win in this win this tag match. We're gonna have, and then we can fight each other. Okay, so yeah, they're they're, they're facing each other next week. And the other women's thing, as they alluded to, was Beth Phoenix had enough for this beautiful people's feud. Took them both out. She took out one with a glam on the floor, and then hit Velvet Sky with like three glam slams to win, and then the feud basically. And but then after the match. Trish Stratus would come out and say, hey, Beth, yeah, I owe you for basically kicking me out of the WF Women's Division a couple of years ago, so now we're going to fight. So the other women's match will be Beth versus Trish on the Raw show as well. All right. Um, I don't know that Kong needs a partner. I think she could just eat Paige. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. I could see, I could see them having... Uh, you know, sort of a rocky friendship where they don't like each other, 
but they just continue teaming so often that they eventually warm up to each other. I can see you kind of kind of doing that. Um, as far as Trish and Beth goes, um, it's a hell of a match. I don't know if you've done that before or not. I can't remember, but that's going to be a hell of a match. So it's Trish and Beth and um, Paige. Well, and Paige Kong. and Daphne versus AJ and Kong, because it's all, all the women that were involved in the title match thing that survived it. You know, honestly, the odd man out is Kong because she's going to just eat all three of them. I mean, you put the three of them together, they only weigh about half. Which is what she did at Survivor so, Series. So. Yeah, so Kong is going to just go absolutely fucking crazy and just kill people. And uh, Kong, not Kong, uh, Beth and Trish. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to, yeah. Yep, next week. Uh, so other mid-card happenings, as I've got them labeled here. <laughs> We're just covering all these together. Uh, Akada continues to be undefeated, beating people. Uh, one of the people they beat was Tyler Breeze, who was found backstage by Oakland. He's like, you know what? Dolph proved that I'm not ready for this. I keep getting proved that I'm not ready for this. I'm uh, I'm not ready for this big-time wrestling thing, so I'm going to go off and uh, train, is what he says. And he's disappeared ever since. So that get the fuck off my TV award. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> There should be a clause that whoever wins that must be taken off. <laughs> um, huh. I'm very, very interested because unlike most people, I actually don't want Tyler Breeze to get the fuck off my TV. So I'm very interested to see where this goes. Is he going to come back with a manager, maybe a tag partner? Uh, who knows? I'm very interested to see where the Tyler Breeze stuff goes. Ah, Breeze is off my television, yay. Why don't I like it? Because when he comes back, is what I'm <laughs> It'll afraid. be worse. I don't, know what the f- I don't know what the fuck you have <laughs> planned. Um, well, the Royal Rumble's coming out. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Royal Rumble is definitely Tyler Breeze, number up. 30. <laughs> well, uh, the other thing that's happening in the mid-card is Bad Influence continued to do their promos against Randy Savage, uh, the combination of which was when they brought a blob doll of Elizabeth to the <laughs> ring and proceeded to give it Macho Man elbows and beat it up. Yeah, they're they're just digging their own grave. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those segments that it's a shame that I didn't have more time to uh, to flesh it out and actually do it in full because uh, the idea. I of can it just is... I can just picture it. Yeah, <laughs> all you need is the image. Of them doing an elbow drop to blow up Doll of Elizabeth, you know. Uh, DM, <laughs> any response from the Ric Flair camp on this one? <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the raping of Randy Savage continues, and it started with Flair, and now it's ending with Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. So by the time Savage debuts... I sure hope they have enough Astro Glide because they are getting pregnant. Uh, all right then. <coughs> so this was the meat and the potatoes of the thing. This this went this went well, long ass interview. I didn't expect it to be so long, but you do the, you cut these promos and then you're like, oh shit, how long did I fucking speak? Uh, especially with <laughs> the AJ part of it. Um, but yeah, it was a sit down rather than a, an actual in ring interview. It was a sit down interview with Jr. Where it was like, okay, we're gonna get cut to the chase of it. Let's bear it all out on the table. Uh, just talk as people. What the fuck? And AJ explained everything. He said that Vince wasn't in on it, but him and Joe uh, were speaking about it. And and basically they realized that Joe, a year ago, realized that nobody matters except him. And AJ came to that realization himself because he, you know, he was thinking about it and he was, 
uh, mulling it over, and then he was just there standing there in the ring in the background while Austin and Brian were ahead of him and getting all the attention. He realized that that was kind of a, a symbolism of what's been happening over the last three years of no matter what happens. Uh, you know, he won the legendary thing as much as anybody else did, but Brian keeps getting the glory, even though he's not been champion in years and years. Austin keeps getting the title shots, Taker keeps getting the title shots. He various people keep saying who basically get put over him, and he's just now says, you know what, giving a fuck about other people, giving the fuck about the, what the people think is what got me treading water for three years, so nothing matters but me. Me and Joe are a unit now because we made this deal that we were going to do this to basically Joe. As as he's called down this interview, and JR says you've just been a mercenary all year, and Joe's like, "Yep." <laughs> <I'm> the, uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, Vince kicked me out of the WWF. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go back to uh, to, to RH, but that was where I had to go to make some money. But then AJ gave me a chance to come back to the WWF, so I took it, and it was a flawless plan. I get more attention. We both, everybody's talking about us. And that's what they wanted to do. And it's like, we're not really together as a team or anything. We're just working together now because it, it works for us to be together now. Uh, you know, they even started taking jabs at each other during the interview um, about, you know, AJ basically saying, you know, Joe was put over him. But, hey, I sold as much t-shirts as you did, but you were champion for longer because fuck you and all this. And, uh, but we've put that all behind us. we put that all behind us. Um, yeah. And basically, just everything was laid out on the table. And um, the short and sweet of it is that, yeah, AJ says that nobody cares. They are they are together in their understanding that they're being selfish. <laughs> and they're, and they're, nothing matters except them, so they're on the same page. And they're going to work together to that goal for now until what, whoever stabs each other in the back first, basically. And, uh, yeah, and AJ says that, uh, you know, he, he went through this whole thing where you kind of saw his motivation and saw what, what all the thing was and got really... It was more of a kind of a... A shoot interview, but if being kayfabe kind of thing. Um, so he, yeah, eventually AJ says, you know, I'm going to beat Brock Lesnar, and I promise on Christ <laughs> that uh, Brock will, Brock, I will walk out WWF champion, and I won't do it for Samoa won't interfere, Vince won't interfere. I promise you, Brock will either be pinned or submitted next week. He he may want to uh, rescind that promise. Um... This was this was long, but it also it kind of had to be. Anytime you have these explanation things of a long plan, you know, it's always a long exposition. Um, I I didn't I did enjoy uh, when Jr. asked Joe, he's like, "You're just a mercenary." Joe's like, "Yep, <laughs> I am. I like money." And it's like, oh, that's kind of <laughs> this this whole interview. It was kind of it was strangely. I don't want to say a turn or anything, but it was it was strangely sympathetic. Is that you can kind of you can see the motivation behind this. Um, mm. At the same time, he fucked over Brian Anderson, who's the most popular guy, and yeah, they, you know, no, we, we like Brian. Even said during like, this interview, we wanted it to be Austin, but, Austin but that would have been worse. <laughs> yeah, we wanted it to be Austin, but Austin got himself eliminated. So, and Brian, I don't like that he's been put ahead of me either. So. He was just the wrong place. He said it a couple of times. He was just the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, well, fuck him as well. So, yeah, well, it happened well. to the one that was left that had to get fucked. He gave us no choice, basically, as AJ's whole thing. He was the one that... Yeah, yeah but still, you don't fuck Brian. You don't fuck Austin. Uh, fuck over a heel or something. Uh, but <laughs> uh, they say they're not friends. I believe them. But I could see this turning and do some sort of tag team. Uh, between the two, uh, but 
Um, for what it was, I thought this was a nice explanation. It got their motivations out there. You could sympathize with them to a certain point, but at the end of the day, it's still like, well, no, that's still that's still wrong. You don't screw over Brian Danielson like that. So uh, I enjoyed this. All right, thank you. Yeah, this was the the whole meat and potatoes, and then the meal all in itself. AJ basically shooting on you (laughs) (laughs) over the last four years going, you know, look, I've been busting my ass and I've been loyal to this fucking company. And, you know, where are my title shots? Every time Taker comes back every six months, he gets a title shot. Austin has been here four times. He gets title shots. Where the hell is mine? Brian Danielson's now just starting to get a title shot. You know, what, what the fuck? So it's, it's sympathetic to the point to where you get where he's coming from, but you still want to smack him over the head and go, what the fuck, dude? You just realize what the fuck you just did. And you have Joe who basically goes, fuck it. I just like money. I I, I don't give a fuck, and I'm going to become world champion, or AJ's going to become world champion. So one of us is going to become world champion, and we'll probably just stab each other, but... It's a very strange bedfellows kind of situation. I don't know who to trust or who to not trust. Joe's like basically being on. He's doing what he did with Punk, but he's being honest about it. He's saying he's he's just looking at AJ. <laughs> like, I'm going to screw you in the end. <laughs> yeah, like you, okay, you can be champion for now, but then I'm going to beat you. You know, it's fine because I'm better than you. <laughs> and it's a it's a very strange, you know, bedfellow kind of situation because they both have the same goal. They both know they're going to shoot each other, shoot on each other, and stab each other. But for now, they're working towards the common goal. And they're going up against Brock Lesnar. I mean, AJ on his own? This is fucking Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I mean, phenomenal, yeah, but... I don't know how the fuck you're going to... No, dude, you're fucked. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like you do realize he just made the Undertaker tap out, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And well, somebody's not going to let you forget it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yes. Uh, so the other bit uh, before the Haven promo was uh, there was a Brian Danielson cut angle main event, which went for like 30 minutes. They had a fucking amazing match because I'm going to Brian Danielson. Um, but Brian wins uh, by counter out, but then Austin Aries would attack Kurt angle and challenge him and saying, hey, you were an IC champion, so I'm a challenge you guys. For a month. <laughs> and, I'll, yeah, and I'll put the title on the line. So, uh, it'll be Kurt Angle versus Austin Aries on the rule. Damn. That, that might bite him on the ass. Yeah, could do. Could do. Um, and the other thing was the Paul Heyman promo from uh, JJ, where, again, just really playing up, just fantastic uh Paul Heyman-ness in every sense of the word. You know, I love how you're uh, my client brought less to me. The other take a tap out. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. Is the whole is kind of your version of the it, you know, my my oh, client yeah. brought less to defeat the streak. You know, just keep repeating it, making people annoyed. The crowd are booing the fuck out of him for it. He's uh, just twisting the knife in. Yeah, he no no. Don't you can't forget it. He tapped out. He tapped out. That's a, he's a quitter. He's a quitter. You know, f- awesome stuff. Uh, I think that's all Paul Heyman has to do is have a picture of the Undertaker in one hand and show it to the crowd and his middle finger with the other. <laughs> yeah. That's all he has to do with this I point. think the thing that makes it funny to me is it's not just, oh, you know, my client made Brock, Brock Lesnar made the Undertaker tap out. It's a, no, Undertaker's a quitter. He's a straight-up quitter. <laughs> like, Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you go in the fucking Kimura lock for fucking nine hours, and you see how long you fucking last. I mean, quit my fucking ass. Yeah. Shit, man. There's no shame in tapping out. Yeah. And Payman's obviously pissed off and saying, you know, uh, you're, you're fucking booking me on the uh, Brock Lesnar against AJ Styles. Well, AJ, be careful what you wish for, because you're going to get eaten. Uh, which, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, AJ. Uh, yeah, no shit. So yes, uh, so the first Raw of the Year with all those matches will be next week. So let's go ahead and go into Nitro. All right, well, Nitro opens up with the contract signing between Flair and Kane. Flair signs first, Kane goes to sign, and Flair's like, no, he, I'm not going to lose to fucking Kane. It's fucking Kane. I, I've beaten him twice this year in multi-man matches, but I still beat him. You know, you're in the shadow of The Undertaker. You're always going to be in the shadow of The Undertaker. And you're just you're just not going to win because I've beaten everybody. Kane destroys Flair, grabs the contract, rips it up, drops Sullivan on his ass, and leaves. I knew I knew something was up. I sh <laughs> I called it. I knew you were pulling some kind of shenanigans. This was the start of it. Uh, what we got, and actually, I'll, I'll say it kind of made sense. But at this point, I'm just thinking, okay, he just did that to screw with us. Like he did that for no other reason than to just screw with us. This raw or nitro. Uh, see, I've got it mixed up because here's why. I this was like it was written by Russo. It was like swerve, swerve, <laughs> swerves. Um, it was all kind of the swerve later on to me. I, makes I do, sense, I, I but we'll get, like we'll get to it. We get to a point later where things kind of make sense, but here it was. It was kind of like well, what. Oh, I, I flare pushing Tekane's buttons and you know uh, ah, kills him and drops Sullivan. So the tease is here is exactly what we said on the review show for the World War, where all you have to do is have him break up with Sullivan and he's a face. And there you go, face Kane versus Flair, fucking main event, sorted, Stargate, book it, you know. And uh, but no, uh, we find out Kane's forfeited uh, his thing with this and the fuck. Yeah, more on that as it gets worse. The first match on the card is Bad Intentions against Noah. Bad Intentions is able to get the win, even by cheating, but they still Who the fuck win. is going to stop these guys? Yeah, wait till next week. Uh, we then get C.J. Parker going up against Suicide, and he says 2015 is going to be, you know, the, the year of the foundation. Uh, so donate to the <laughs> WWF. Yes, I'm still running with that. He fights Suicide. Suicide cannot defeat the WWF. Parker gets the win. Hurricane comes to make the save. It looks like the Revengers are now a team again. This feud <clears throat> will be forever going for the puns. Uh, the uh, <laughs> WWF puns, the Avengers puns, the superhero puns. It all will continue just, just for those reasons. Uh, the feud could easily be entertaining uh, in a comedy sense. And again... Uh, Tyler Breeze may have won the award, but I think legitimately uh, there's redeeming qualities, there's entertaining qualities to both Breeze and Bo Dallas. This guy, just as soon as, yeah, I just, everything about it, I just can't, ugh. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there. I love CJ Parker. He, he, he's the one troll <laughs> character I do like, so keep him on TV forever. Uh, yeah, in April you're gonna ask me about Batista. I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, you will. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so 
continue with it, please. Oh my god, he's... I just <laughs> I want to see what ridiculousness <laughs> you're gonna go with. Like at this point, it's it's. <laughs> I just want to see how ridiculous you're gonna get. Yeah, well, this is the guy who brought in Hulk Hogan for just for, <laughs> just for that. That may have dropped the shark. <laughs> um, so yeah, he definitely will draft Batista just to have him do Drax the Destroyer for one night. Yeah, why not? Uh, we then go to the back, and J.J. Dillon's like, okay, look, Kane forfeited his match. We tried to sort this out and go, okay, let's let's reset, let's do this over. Kane's gone. He's left the fucking building. So he's got no choice but to go, fuck it, we need a world title match at Starcade. So the last four guys in the ring at World War were Punk, Devitt, Morrison, and Cody. They're going to have a fatal four-way elimination bout. The winner will face Flair. And more on that later. Oh, boy. Um, right, okay, so I... Okay, legitimately, if you went to sign a contract, say, for a loan at a bank, and you walked in and ripped the contract up and walked out, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't get that loan. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, in terms of... Uh, uh, in, terms of in the not... wrestling world, if you rip it up, it's gone forever. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, unless Shane, apparently, because he ripped up the wrong contract. But um, well, he ended up getting the match anyway, so... In... Um, but no, um, no, this version, the contracts are properly legal here, and um, and Kane basically forfeited his uh, his right by ripping that contract up and walking out. Now he would still be in the building, which you know a bit a bit of a plot hole is like why doesn't JJ then just go and get him after the whole thing later? But uh, of course it's Kane, so he can say, well, he fuck it, he just lets him do what he wants because he's Kane. He doesn't want to get eviscerated. Um, this does bring in a whole thing of, I like, I know that it's obviously building, you know, you, when we get to it, it's obviously for another world title, but it's not in your company, the world title. So even though it's the international title, it's not. So and I know the IWGP title is, is, is worth as much. I know it's just, there's the problem of, well, fucking what was the point of fucking world war then <laughs> um yeah there's a little bit of that um but at least it builds to a world title match um and i get the idea that you could choose i probably would have said that before the show maybe he said like oh you can like it's a brand split type thing like you can, the winner can pick either the world title or iwgp title because you know but that would have gave it away. It would, it would have, but I do think this does cheapen World War a little bit. But in terms of giving us a swerve and, you know, switch, you know, bait and switch, it works. It's a good, it makes for exciting week to week episodic television. We <laughs> don't know what's going to come next. So that's definitely a big plus uh, with with where you're going. We can't predict any time that we seem to be able to predict where you're going, <laughs> you, you switch it out. And then, or you set things up to make us believe you're going one way and then go another. Uh, So, yeah, it works on that level. I I get it. Just, it's one of those things in wrestling is sometimes predicting is also the best thing. The best thing. But it's also that element of unpredictability is lost. And sometimes the unpredictable thing is, is the most fun, exciting thing week to week. But then when you get to the end of the story, does it feel as satisfying? It's that, it's that thing. But no, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to what happens later as well. So, uh, so yeah, you pick the last four guys. 
okay, that's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, at this point, you're still kind of reeling from, what the fuck, Kane? What mm. the fuck are you doing? Mm. Yeah, more on that later. Next match is Hayabusa versus David Otunga for the U.S. title. Otunga has the rule book and says, oh, no, he's using karate. This is bullshit. <laughs> he can't use karate because I'm a lawyer. Phoenix Splash, one, two, three. Hayabusa gets the win. Rusev comes out, stare down. Okay, Fuck. this makes sense. It does. No. I know, but Rusev, Rusev. title, and I'd like look, look. The Rusev thing works again. Uh, I reiterate this: him it being at a comedy angle or spinning from a comedy angle weakens it a bit, but. It does work. The whole Russian things. He got the Russian versus Japan for the US title. It does work. You've built him up correctly. He's destroyed people, and now he's a threat for Ibusa. So yeah. Uh, keep Rusev in the comedy angles. Um, you're not a you fan. Want, of, you're, you're, not, want... you're not a fan of real Rusev. No, I, he. I just no. He hasn't done anything for me to be impressed by him. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's hope. I mean, he's not the worst guy in the world. I just. I don't know, I kind of feel like you're pushing him. Like, he literally just showed up, like, a month ago, and now he's challenging Hayabusa. Um, but if he ends his thing, that'd make him, wouldn't it? That, does, that will make, like, from a from a strictly storytelling standpoint, it makes sense, and I'm fine for, from with it from that aspect. It's just I'm not a fan of Rusev, and I don't know. <laughs> it, it also, I don't know, that doesn't. That's exactly uh, Scream Starcade to me. Give it time. Uh, <laughs> we then have Bo Dallas versus Sami Zayn. And he goes, hey, look, Zayn, every time you come on Nitro, you can't win. But at least you got one match in New Japan. So, uh, sporting, you know, sporting good match. Bo gets the win anyway. Yay. Oh boy, Bo someone's beating him at Starcade. We just don't know who. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You know, Bo Dallas. No matter you know whatever happens, he comes out on top, and uh, it's, it's become this sort of great thing. And don't stop believing. Yeah, yeah, fun, fun. Get him the far off ATV. <laughs> We then go to the back and we get to the first participant and it's Prince Devitt and we ask two questions. One, what do you think about the title match? And two, what the fuck were you thinking going number one? He says plain and simple. Who had the balls to draw number one and last as long as I did? I beat everybody, with the exception of one. I now hold the record. I test lasted the gauntlet. Fuck you. And for the title match, there are three dead motherfuckers in the ring. Hmm. Uh, he did it for pride. Basically. I do have a, I do have a bit of. Still not the wisest thing yeah, to fuck. I do, do have, a, yeah, I do have a bit of. A, I call bullshit on that. Uh, why does he care what people think? He shouldn't. He's Prince Devitt. Um, I don't know. That's just that's kind of that's. I I feel like if you do that, that's really kind of a face thing to do. And I understand that you know, the rest of the oh, year, nobody will see it coming if a heel does it, but I just feel like that's something like a face would say, okay, I'm going to do number one. I just, I don't know. Yeah, like he adds, like Devitt's been such a, a great prick heel throughout the year. And although he's had this element of legitimacy, which is good, I think it adds, him saying this makes him, this almost leads him onto a path to being a face. Because it makes it, 
he's got a redeeming quality now. Because it's like, oh shit, he's right. He did it's that. Kinda, that yeah, it's, it, it's like it's the same sort of thing as with Austin Aries in our minds. It's like, well, yeah, he is beating everybody. He's been a prick about it, but he is beating everybody. So I'm gonna like that guy. And it's kind of the same thing with Devitt, where it's like, well, yeah, he's he's been a dick about it, but he's getting the fucking job done. You know, uh, and I mean, I mean, absolutely. If you're gonna go along the level of just, you know, cheer and boo whoever you want, then who gives a shit? Uh, so, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, it works. It was a stupid thing to do in terms of uh, in terms of uh, if you wanted to the win because you ended up not winning. You know, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I I understand it to to a certain extent because I mean, heel should think that they're the best wrestler in the world and they can outlast thirty guys. But um, just from a just from a a, 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 a an IQ standpoint, it's just like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> well, you know, pride. We then have Alberto Del Rio. signed Alberto Del Rio. Thanks, JJ. Versus Owen Hart. Del Rio gets the win. Yay. We then go to the back. It's an interview with CM Punk, who says, you know, we wouldn't be having this issue if Morrison wouldn't have wrapped himself around me like an okay, octopus this, and just fell to the this floor. This is what I call but, bullshit. But enough, of, but, but enough of that. Um, I'm getting another shot. I ended his career at Starcade. I won the Royal Rumble. I won the WWF title. And I'm going to beat Ric Flair, who beat me two years ago. So you owe, a rec- owe me a receipt. Morrison comes in and he goes, no. Um, it was every man for himself. And fuck you. Hmm. Yeah, th- I'm going to kick your ass because I still owe Flair one and I still owe you one. Mm. Yeah, this this So there's heat between the two of them. <laughs> this, this is where I call absolute bullshit and I don't care how you're booking. <laughs> CM Punk is a heel. All right, I don't care. It's not that it's worse, trust me. It could it could have been Cody Rhodes, it could have been Kane that he's talking about. Uh, you're you're <laughs> trying to win the match. What does he want? Does he want Morrison just to just jump down? No. Morrison's trying to win the match. It's not like Morrison was already eliminated and then he pulled Punk out. That's one thing. Fine. But he's trying to win the match. He's still in it. You fight with all you have to win the match. So Punk's just being a whiny bitch here and he can go fuck off in MMA and then get knocked out in 30 seconds. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think... You're just a Morrison, well, Mark. That's what I, no, I think the same thing with Devitt. Mm. I do think that uh, you're going to bring sort of the heat that Punk has in reality, and and transfer. Oh, you know he will. And transfer that he used, on to. He used the Jeff Hardy drug stuff, so. Yeah, I have a feeling that <laughs> Punk is going to get to the point where he's going to be coming out with free me signs, like saying he wants to be wrestling and go to <laughs> UFC. And, you know, you could totally go the the entire route, and make him. This, and you're definitely leading towards that. Uh, yeah, it's not just because it's Morrison, but it, I mean, also, it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, punk is all about himself, which that's Punk. I mean, I think the whole thing with Punk is that he's really a heel, but people cheer him because he's entertaining. So, you know. Yeah. We get the scathing promo of the evening where it's Richie Steamboat versus La Sombra. Richie disposes of him quickly. He gets on the microphone and says, look, Dad, I know you're back there probably doing an interview for the fucking magazine that nobody knows how to read anyway. Um, come on down. Let's let's have a talk. Let's have a chat. Ricky comes down and he goes, that, that's enough. Don't get too close because you know I don't want to catch cancer. Um, we need to fight at Starcade because that's where it all started and the dagger that I used to pull from your back I'm going to use to stab you in the fucking heart. And the sad thing is these people are going to pay an exorbitant amount of money to watch me do it and they can't do anything about it. Ricky says, yeah, let's do it. 
So that match is, finally, that match is booked. Well, at least. Steamboat versus well, Steamboat. And this match is going to fucking Yeah, I'm going to say, you've done this before, and it never, and it always, you've done this many times before, and it ended up not happening. But because it's Starcade, we know it is. Uh, the, I don't know. <laughs> if it wasn't Starcade, uh, you know, I'd, I'd still be questioning it. But no, finally, you know, a year-long build, uh, you know, yeah, full-on since that tag match. It's been a year. Full-on year build to this match. A great saga. This is the combination of it. Of basically Richie finally agreeing to face him. And I think this time he likes to turn up. I think, yeah, there'll be no more shenanigans. Finally, we're going to get the blow-off to this thing. And it has been a great, great storytelling uh, throughout the year. Richie has definitely been the heel of the year. And I, I agree with the fans on one. Um, yeah, I honestly, I, I think that this has been probably the best told story of the year. Mm. Yeah, this was this was a hell of a promo, uh, especially by Richie. Uh, he just lays into Ricky Steamboat and says, I'll kill you. Um, and I don't doubt that. I actually, at the moment, if I were to do predictions, I, I think Richie gets the win, and I think he kills Ricky. So, uh yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But this was this was a hell of a promo. He like absorbs his dragon powers. <laughs> this is this is a heck of a promo, and uh, I definitely want to see where Richie Steamboat goes after this feud, win, lose, or draw. <clears throat> we then get a cooldown match. Thank God, Charlotte Flair versus Molly Holly. Charlotte kind of sort of cheats to get the win. And says, yeah, good luck, Sherry, because um, I'm getting Delray next. Having no fucking faith yeah, in her Yeah, good that you build it up other challenges. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we then go to the back to the final uh, interview of the evening. It's Cody Rhodes. And he says, yeah, 2014 fucking sucked. But you know what? It's 2015. I'm not fucking losing. In fact, don't fucking bet against me because I'm going to fucking win. We then go to Kevin Sullivan, who goes, I don't know where the fuck Kane is. Okay. Honestly, he is fucking gone. And this is, you know, I spent two years making him human. He does a stupid human thing. Fuck him. I'm, I'm done with his ass in not so many words. This is where I have the issue. This right here is where I have the issue. <laughs> I know you're trying, you were trying to throw the scent off, but this is where I have the issue. Is This is just, this is where you pile a swerve on a swerve. <laughs> like, like. Like if the Kane thing had happened without this particular interview, I I think I, I think I would have been okay with it. But this here, where Sullivan's like, ah, Kane's a Kane made a mistake. If if Sullivan had the plan all along, I just I don't know. <laughs> it's just it well, screams look, it screams okay. kind of it screams like that higher power like it was me all along. Kind yeah, of thing. but at the same time, this is just a promo. It's not like he went to. It's not like Kane choke slammed him you know what i mean it's not like that level of true it's not that level of russoism where it's like you know yeah i'll you could beat me up for three weeks but it's all part of the plan and you kind of think you know um no yeah no I, I i gather i i buy that he cut this promo to to to, to fuck with us uh don't know why they're, they're going this kind of indirect route other than just to, like again like what is sullivan's motivation other than just to fuck with the audience here <laughs> Like, what, why does he want to swerve? Why don't they just come out at the start of the show and say, with all due respect, Rick, if you don't want to challenge you, we want to challenge Liger. <laughs> and like, there's no reason other than just to fuck with the audience. 
that's actually Kevin Sullivan to a T. Uh, speaking of Liger, <laughs> speaking of Liger, he has a match with Chono for the IWGP title. Liger fucking barely wins. He shakes his hand. He climbs the top rope. He gets fucking burned. The fuck is going on? Oh shit! Kane's really here. Oh shit! Kane wants the title to rule over all fucking comp. Oh shit! Okay, right. And this is where the whole thing comes in. There, I'll, I'll just a few nitpicky things out of the way first, though, as, as I was talking about earlier. Um, it is a world title. It's not the world title, the whole thing. But it, you know, it's the IWGP title. It's the title over all three brands. It is big enough for a World War champion to go after. So, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, the indirect swervy route was exciting television, but does it really make sense? Uh, it, it makes sense, but it uh, it makes sense in the wrestling logic of shut up, it's wrestling. Uh, right, um, but yeah, I'm, this could be a very cool saga. I like the idea of him going after Liger because he's like, you know what? How how long have we been doing it? Five years? I've been beating up people at this NWA. Uh, fuck it, I'm bored. I want to beat up other people. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I've I've beat the entire NWA roster. They keep, you know, this roster doesn't change enough. I need to go, <laughs> go and beat other people. Um, and I love that you know that he's basically like I want to dominate over all the companies. You know, he, he, Kane's almost seeing this title as above the NWA title, so that. You know, elevates the status of say, and people go, "Ooh, okay." So, in Kane's eyes, this title matters more, and and it's also a thing of you forget that the entire year Kane's been kind of one of your top heels, and he's been destroying everybody, and you've made him into the super heel. And just as it was getting to the point of, "Oh yeah, we like Kane again," you're like, you do this entire show to go make us go, "Oh fuck Kane," <laughs> you know, um, which is your booking to a D, uh, you know, and that's perfect heel booking because it makes us hate Kane again and it, it, and well, how do you hate a guy you not only do you fuck with us but you also go after the, the baby face of the year as he has been for it's the Jushin Liger award as we said uh, now he, he is the you know go after the cleanest be you know, best world champion and also you know you've got some interesting stuff story wise here where you know two mass guys and uh, you know Kane Liger has that darker side as well. You've got some stuff can go on to that. Both have had had masked forms. Both have had unmasked forms. It's kind of you know you can play this this really interesting story between these two, and I'm interested. And that's going to be good. Uh, the match certainly is going to take. And you got the backstory that Liger beat him in the G1 tournament, I believe, a couple years ago. So two years ago, where this whole fucking thing so, started. Yep. <laughs> they got to pull on. So Kane is obviously. Uh, He's like, oh shit, that fucker beat me. Flair, I've beat you loads of times. I'm going after him. <laughs> yeah. I, as much as my instincts want to say, like, this is stupid and everything, uh, actually, no. This was actually a genius. Um, I still think, I still think maybe you should have just gone the traditional route of winner of World War gets the main event of Starcade. Uh, you know, Kane challenges Lager or something. I still think you maybe should have gone that route. Um, but Kane winning World War, that makes him a threat. Like Kane is a legitimate threat to take that belt off a of Liger now. He's not just a challenge. Um, so I get it from that aspect. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a match. Um, and yeah, so this is this is where 
you know, despite the fact that I, I, I think the Sullivan interview. Who would you rather play with, Liger or Kane? That's what it really comes down <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, um, th- this is where, you know. Because if Kane becomes champion, that means everyone can use him. Yeah. A certain somebody will be really happy about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, this, this is where. Dick, everything... a lot of review shows will be six hours long every week. if he wins yeah if uh this is this is where everything kind of makes sense and again as much as my instincts want to say i'm you know this is stupid and this is you know why would you do this it does make sense not nearly as pissed off as i was the two hours beforehand (laughs) so uh uh so yeah I'm, i'm definitely okay with this uh, honestly, Kane and Lu- uh, Liger. Oh my God, Kane, Kane and Luga. Oh my God, that would yeah. be terrible. Oh God. <laughs> honestly, Kane and Liger will probably be a better match than Kane and Flair. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can't have heel versus heel. That's stupid. Well, we thought you were turning <sighs> in face, but then put rug pulled. No, because let's just beat up the wider. Wheat big mm. face that that we have, which would be Liger, because everyone likes Liger. I mean, come on. Um, so we get to the main event. It's Morrison, Punk, Devitt, and Cody. Fatal four-way elimination. They're going at it. They're going at it. They're going at it. Devitt's the first one gone. Yeah, that oh, was the moment shit. where you were like, okay, so everything that we thought we were building towards isn't happening. Well, fuck. But I suppose, yeah. Well, he's already I got know, a title belt. But he's been the main... Even though he's got the title, he's been... He's not been really doing stuff with that title in a long time. It's kind of been a prop for him while he's been in the main events. Yeah, th- this this was this was you saying, Devitt, go back to the cruiserweights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, you're, you're not big. that that's a bad not that that's a bad thing because no. he's been a hell of a cruiserweight, and I think his time here is just going to elevate the cruiserweights. Would you saying, okay, Devitt, I tried you in the main events, you worked, you'll get there one day, but for now. Go back to the Grizzlies. The comparable thing, this reminds me again of the ECW thing where Taz lost first. It's that kind of, well, the guy you thought was going to win is out first. Well, fuck, we don't know who the fuck is going to win now. So it's a good way to start the match off. Makes from predictability. <clears throat> and uh, continue the match. Cody, unfortunately, is the next one eliminated. Now it's Dan Morrison. Well, shit. They're going back and forth. Punk's kind of being a dick. Morrison's kind of being a dick. They go to the floor. Punk tries to get in the ring. Morrison's like, no, nah, no, no. Pulls him down. Morrison tries to get into the ring. Punk's like, oh, no, no. But pulls him down. Double count out. The <laughs> comes out and goes, no, no. We're, we're bullshit. Restart the fucking match. They restart the match. Punk's still being a dick. Morrison's still being a dick. German suplex, one, two, three. Morrison wins. Well, no, no not really. I, Both I, their shoulders I knew, I knew down, it a la I... Bulldog and Sean. So Dylan's like, fuck it. You both won. I'm not a big Flair fan anyway. You both are going to go after Ric Flair. I knew it as soon as you said German suplex because nobody wins with a German suplex. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, occasionally. So you got Flair, who's not liked by either one of those two, and you got those two who don't like each other. Right, I can see why Liger was voted as face of the year because it's by fucking default. Especially <laughs> <laughs> in NWA. Yeah, because fucking... Uh, you know, my face is either turn heel or like Brian, they disappear for most of the year. And your, fa- <laughs> and your faces are all dicks. Um, <laughs> during this match, they were like, yeah, I'm going to take the count out. Fuck it. You know? Um, 
even Carl's more... faces disappear, Dan's faces are dicks, and mine just whine. So <laughs> Liger is like it. Liger doesn't yeah. speak, so that's yeah. why he's the face of the year. Exactly. It's like just, yeah, he can't he can't moan. Uh, but no, this uh, again, you can you can see where it comes from uh, in terms of these guys were the feature match last year uh, and their whole saga. Now. When I thought it was just John Morrison, I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, because uh, it's like, well, where, where has this guy been? I mean, you know, he's been featured and everything, but, you know, he, he was he in the match. He did kind of disappear the last He was in the match with Punk, and then he went off and was in the, you know, the New Japan FIB division and was just kind of around. And then over the last couple of months has been, you know, sort of going back into the feud with Punk and things. But, uh, you know, he's not really been built up to be a main event again like he was uh punk uh has been almost knocked down since he came back from the nba losing <laughs> losing losing so you've basically got you know the two guys who it's kind of the cody situation of uh you know they should be to that level and they are at that level again but it, it's not been built towards that's that i'm not i'm not just be maybe i, I know maybe i'm just being nitpicky i'm saying it <laughs> It's just like the Kane thing makes sense in terms of him going after Liger, but it does make this main event as as cool as it is to have those two guys. They are your two guys. They are your two main eventers. Um, maybe they should have had a stronger year overall uh, so that they would earn their place in the main event uh, But if they'd got more wins over the year. That's just the old school sort of mentality for me. But, uh, you know, it, it did make for predictability here. Um, when Punk started, I, I was okay with it because Punk, uh, you know, he's been, you know, he was my world champion. He's been in featured storylines for the for the year, uh, so he is a main eventer. Uh, Morrison is almost there as sort of a, you know, he, he's been more of an upper bit carder, but now he's getting elevated back into the main events. Uh, this is a great main event. My only thing is, is because of the whole mentality that I. The, the the WrestleMania Starcade usually have in my mind is that I don't know whether it's a strong enough Starcade main event. It doesn't seem like this is the match that you've been building to all year. Uh, it seems like this is three or top guys, but I don't feel like either of those guys are built up to be the guy that's going to be Flair. Maybe they're not. Maybe Flair could be his champion. He's champion for another year. Um, oh God, that's my that's my only thing. Is I almost feel like. The Liger and Kane match is the match that's been that's almost going to be the real main event. Uh, well, Kane did win World War, so that yeah, might be the main yeah, event. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It seems like that's the uh, it seems like that's the bigger match on paper that's been built towards more. That's all. Um, I've got no I've got no issues with the match because um, I mean it'll be a hell of a match. Um. Uh, because John Morris. Yeah, well, even I if it was Punk with it on a wrestling scale, it's gonna be fucking awesome on a wrestling scale. Yeah. yeah. Even if it was Punk and Flair, I'd be okay with it because, in my opinion, they had the best match on Starcade a couple years ago, and it would make sense for a redemption type story. Um, my only thing, and this is not even with what anything that's happened recently, my only thing is, I feel like, I feel like Cody's kind of lost now. I think that's what we're going for, but Cody's lost, like. Who the hell is he going to face this Starcade? I can't think you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody that Cody's going to face. See, I would have been even more if Cody would have been in it because he has been a job all year. 
But he came close. To, he came close to beating Claire, though. He did. Okay, there is a story. Because, because, because I feel honestly, I feel like I feel like Halloween Havoc. There was a moment there where you could have put Cody over, and it would have been huge, and that would have been the best point. And I kind of feel like you're not gonna get like that moment back. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm just saying, it's just me being you know a completely old you know, <laughs> wrestling fan and thinking of like I don't think a person who's in the Starcade event should have been losing all year. That's all. Which is why Cody. <clears throat> yeah. Morrison and yes. Punk haven't been doing much better. Let's be honest. Yeah, I feel like Cody's. I feel like Cody's actually done more than those two, uh, <laughs> especially in NWA, and especially, especially since the fall. Yeah. So I don't know. But, I, but the fact that these two have got history in the Starcade main events makes it. They are main eventers. They are former world champions. It's just I don't think they've had the strongest year to build them into this match. That's all. But. Yeah, okay, you've got, you've got. Weeks. By the time the bell rings, oh, I don't boy. think that'll be an issue. I'm pretty... Oh no, absolutely not. Be. I'm sure there's going to be a great build towards it in the next few weeks. But yeah, I, I, just... I, I just, I just, it doesn't feel like your big climax event. That's all. Yeah, and, and I, I, like again, as far as Cody Rhodes go, uh, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head he's going to face. He might not even be on the card. You know what I mean? We then go to war. It's the Radar Reyes tournament because, well, Devitt's not going to be in the world title hunt. Now he's got to defend his title. So Taka gets the win. Devitt's like, oh, fuck. Shit. That's the guy that beat him last year. Yeah. Fun <laughs> that. That's going to be a hell of a match. And at the very end, it's Del Rey, Sherry signing their contract, doing weigh-ins because Anoki's a prick. They're doing camera stuff. They cut a quick promo, and Cherry goes, "Yeah, I'm glad to be back, and it's going to be an honor beating you." And Delray goes, "It's going to be an honor breaking your neck." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this was a great contract signing. Uh, you know, really kind of putting it over as I love the sort of the, the sportsman like legitimacy of it. It reminded me of kind of a boxing weigh in and that kind of thing. Where they're they you know that this morning they they stepping onto the scales and and lifting weights and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, I love how serious it's been taken. I love how uh, you know it's <sighs> Sherry Martel is all of a sudden this big threat to the most dominant woman of the year, which is so weird. Yeah, this is gonna be a hell of a match. Um, Sherry is the only person who's been built up who could possibly defeat Sarah Del Rey. So, hopefully she gets it done. And that's week one. And there's more to come. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I feel like we spent ages analyzing it. But no, it, it was a great It was a great show. But, it, but as I say, it was just uh, it was one of those that was like, wow, everything that we thought was happening, fuck that, you know? <laughs> And it, yeah, so obviously a lot of thoughts for that. So, speaking of fuck that, uh, <laughs> that was. Let's go to ROH. <laughs> yeah, Ring of Honor. We're in the Izod Center. We start off with Norton versus Dean Ambrose for the Hardcore Championship. Uh, Batista doesn't doesn't involve too much, but when he does, it costs Ambrose. And Orton hits the RKO out of nowhere. Looks like one, two, three. Randy Orton is the new Hardcore Champion. I love that we're in a world where our wage can go to the Isos uh, <laughs> and Madison Square Garden and all this, but uh, again, it's not really, you know, it's called Ring of Honor, but it's not really Ring of Honor, is it? That's yeah, my second biggest show. 
Uh, it it is, as I said, you've made, you've made it mainstream, so now it can't allow arenas. Uh, um, but yeah, so this was a, a good match to start off. Um, kind of obviously the fact it's a hardcore match. You know, Big Dave was in there the entire thing, um, helping him out, and yeah, that was really the design. In fact, although this this got very brutal, uh, you know, obviously we got a hardcore match. Uh, Ambrose held his own for as long as he could, but yeah, RKO chair. Good night. I don't know where. No. Randy Orton uh, gets the win here. He's the new hardcore champion. Uh, really good match to start the show. Uh, kind of set the tone in terms of a red herring, in terms of saying, yep, Evolution's getting all the belts tonight. See? You have to get the hardcore title, which is your kind of intercontinental title level belt. Um, yeah. So kind of weird for Randy Orton being the hardcore champion, but uh, I suppose you could point back to Backlash 2004 and say, that's hardcore. Um, but no, I like the idea of, of Orton's going to be this champion. He's going to have, uh, you know, Batista as his bodyguard, and the fact that it's a no, they're always going to be no DQ matches. It's almost like it's almost like a handicap title. Exactly, it's like every you know, it's going to every match is going to be like this, where Dave can interfere, and what the fuck can you do? Referee can't, so fuck it, pin him, one, two, three. You know, uh, good stuff. Yeah, um, love the opening that he just appears from smoke. Um, <laughs> This was just balls to the walls right off the start. But eventually, Orton's able to get Ambrose, you know, with the help of uh, his destroyer in the <laughs> corner. And, fuck, so Orton is your new hardcore champion. I fucking called it, but I also called something <laughs> else, and... Oh, okay, so this was definitely the red herring. Yeah, we then get a uh, backstage interview with Stephanie where she says, Oh, you know, I'm going to try to call this match down the middle. Ethan Carter comes in. He says, hey, we haven't had an NXT champion in two months. Uh, Stephanie says, well, I, there's nobody else that's really earned it, so here you go. But if you get beat tonight, I'm stripping you of that, and don't piss me off. Yeah, uh, good uh, character stuff here. Um, Wes, you know, she... Be- <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, make me the NXT champion. So, all right, I guess, but if you ever come into this thing again, if you ever interrupt me again, I will punish you. It's like, yeah, great punishment. You gave him a fucking belt. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I had two. I had two ways to go, and I had to figure out a way to get there. So <laughs> here you go. Yeah. And I love that you know he, he, his whole argument is, well, I captain to team to victory. Well, yeah, because it was a fucking comedy match, delirious fucking. T- yeah, but okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. You are the only ROH, uh, you know, victors of that night. Um, so yeah, good on you. Uh, do you deserve a belt for that? Uh, apparently so. <laughs> I don't know how long you can hold it. I, I like, I love the idea of him as the champion. I think that, that puts him in a legitimate spot. Maybe could have had a match for it. Um, I I did it, it, I I'm not gonna lie I th- I thought about it. This is when you think about it. This is kind of more of a heel thing. Like I know it is. I just but it was given to him by a face authority figure. Like if this was a heel authority figure giving him the belt. Like if this was Dakota and she was giving her nephew a belt because she because <laughs> of nepotism. Like that works. Fair enough. Um, but in terms of Stephanie, just like, well, it's an XT title. Uh, pff, fuck it, people cash in for a world title. So it doesn't really. Be... Here you go, you know, um, kind of things. But no, it was a good. It was a good comedy segment. The whole back and forth between them all and uh, <laughs> Stephanie just basically being like, oh, oh fuck, so just go, just get out. 
Yeah. And I, you know, I also the, we got the interview with her. Um, with this was here as well, right? The interview was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. Um, and she basically says, "Yeah, I kissed him because he's my husband." I love that she says that she calls him Hunter. It's like well, pff, taking your taking your work life home there, love. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but the same token, dear, uh, you weren't thinking that when you let you know your brother tear his contract and all this. But okay, you know, I suppose that was that was Shane. Um, yeah, it 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 sets it up to where it's like. Yeah, Stephanie May, you know, maybe she is going to put her wedding and uh, a husband and a wedding, uh, put a marriage, I, I meant to say, uh, ahead of uh, what's best for the company, what's best for business. So Ethan Carter basically gets shoved out the door and gets a title belt. So it's like, get, get out of my hair. You're fine. Get what you want. It's pretty much how it happens in WWE's locker room these <laughs> days. Just get the fuck out and here's a belt. Um, but... Now you have, you know, Triple H, and not Triple H, Stephanie just kind of keeping the kayfabe, which is weird, because usually she would say Paul, but no, she's saying Hunter. And, uh, you know, trying to come clean about the whole thing, but again, who the fuck do you trust? The devil you do or the devil you don't? <laughs> and th this smelled of someone's getting fucked in this match, and who would have figured that it'd be Shane doing the fucking... <laughs> Uh, but before that, uh, we get the three-on-one handicap match. MVP and the Men in Black versus John Cena. Let's be honest, typical John Cena match. Comes back at the end. Gets all three of them up on his shoulders. Hits a triple AA. Pins MVP. And team match wins the feud. It's a good match. Uh, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, a lot of good drama. A lot of good near falls. Uh, uh, the whole story, again, of, of Cena overcoming the odds. And I mean, I know, I know it's only EC3, but at the same time, um, you know, the triple AA is great visual. It, overcoming, you know, you're building Cena up to be the John Cena of the modern WWE, uh, which is kind of, you know, me and DM both did the heel Cena, so you, you know, you, it's almost the, the well has run dry on that one. So go back to basic John Cena, and what better way to do basic John Cena than to you know, have him yeah, overcome an entire thing on his own? Yeah, you know? I'm not gonna lie. There were there were because I already know my plans in the month head. There were two ways I was I was gonna go about this, uh, but let's just say something you said earlier was kind of the reason I did this. So Cena looks strong. Uh, Beats three guys. I don't think there's any better way to look than that. There you go. Yeah, it's classic John Cena. I mean, I'm sure if this is real, there'd be people on internet forums. Oh, he buried them. He buried the men in black. I think the guys who were in a fucking comedy match, his payoff was delirious, <laughs> emitting the New World Order. So I don't think that, I think they were exactly there to be. MVP does have some cred. I'll, I'll say that. MVP, like, I feel so bad for MVP because anytime I sort of have plans for him, Kind of have to erase him out of it or whatever. Mm. Like every guy I've kept around for years because I keep going to push him. I'm gonna push him. He's doing stuff. He's 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 a good hand. <laughs> this was a typical John Cena match with a typical John Cena promo before the match because I guess he gets to make <laughs> up the rules as he goes. Um, all right, sure. Um, so he destroyed um EC3 and MVP. Um. You know, it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't five-star classic, but, you know, he beats a faction, and, you know, it's, it's EC3, and, you know, mathematics. Um, so, yeah, I'll just I'll just give it to him, because that's what John Cena does. 
He he wins. <laughs> Sita wins all. Uh, we then get for the tag team championships. Uh, the Wyatts de- defeat NC uh, after Bray Wyatt finally makes his appearance. Harper just no sells, completely no sells a spear, hits a big boot. One, two, three. Wyatts are the tag team champions. Hmm. Uh, yeah, great. This was absolute match of the night. Uh, really, I thought this was match of the night. Uh, over the event, I, I thought that this, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I've got a sort of thing for tag team matches, but the, the, uh, there was a lot of moments where it was like, holy shit, it's over, it's over, it's over, oh my god. Uh, I love the, there was a, basically a whole thing here where they were always going for kind of brutal moves and they'd get caught or they'd come off the top rope, get caught, classic big man stuff uh, between Arthur and Rowan and Edgar here, uh, you know, several times, several great near falls towards the ends where I thought it was over and it could have gone either way. Then we have the Bray return to ROH, and I, I love that the Lantern is now the new urn, whereas the power <laughs> of the Lantern gives them makes them invincible. And you literally had like Edge like go for the spear, and bounce off them, <laughs> like 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 they've got some sort of fucking force field from the Lantern. Uh, slightly cartoonish, but no more than no more than a lot of stuff they did with the Undertaker. So, uh, you know. It goes from that level. So Bray's back. They're infused with the power of Bray Wyatt and become the new tag team champions. Uh, so, yeah, this was this was a big-ass show. You had a child change in the opening match. You had new tag team champions here. Uh, the Wyatts, good way to go. Makes them strong. Brings Bray back in a big way in, in victory. And uh, so now, apparently, just get out the lantern and you will never lose a match. They'll be fucking Eunice the Untouchable. <laughs> I can say that that won't be a, a regular thing. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will have to destroy. Oh, they're destroying the lantern. Brace powers here. <laughs> Gone into an alternate dimension. Uh, no, this was um, the match of the night solely because of what we got after this. Uh, Ed and Christian died in this whole fucking match. <laughs> Harper and Rowan, I predicted that they were going to take it, but I didn't think they were going to take it so fucking convincingly by just no selling a goddamn spear. Ah, just shit. What the fuck is in that lantern, man? And Bray comes back, kind of, and the Wyatts get the title belts. Well, fuck. I feel bad. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought that was I. I thought that may have been me. <laughs> uh, no, he. Oh, Carl, feels bad. Carl feels oh bad. no, right. Sorry, I, I. I didn't realize I was you. Sorry. Um, like I feel bad. <laughs> you got my. You got my review on. You got my thing. My thoughts on that match, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. I, yes. I, 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 you said. You said something about I feel bad, and then. Oh right, I, I think I accidentally hit the mute button. Uh, I, I said I feel bad that um, you know. Obviously, your whole plan here was to keep Bray off TV, uh, and I, <laughs> like, I came up with a Liger idea, and you were like, shit, we've got to do it, because it sounds so good. He yeah. brought him back, but only under WF TV, because you couldn't ruin your plans here. So, you know, it, it worked. This is the, that's why I even mentioned I was like, he's back on Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's, this time he's turned up on ROH TV, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, we then get the main event. Kofi versus Triple H. Professional introductions. Stephanie's referee. Shane's outside. Triple H pretty much dominates Kofi for the first half of the match. Kofi eventually gets a break. King Triple H's head off the announce table. Evolution come out. Kofi takes him out. Triple H takes Kofi out. Ambrose then takes Evolution out for good. 
Uh, Triple H and Kofi continue fighting. Stephanie gets taken out. Triple H capitalizes. Shane goes to count. Middle fingers. Typical Survivor Series 98. Uh, and then Triple H hits the pedigree. Kofi still kicks out and then gets a surprise SOS for the win. Speaking of, uh, you know, sort of John Cena, Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I talk about overcoming the odds. Uh, convinced. Convinced. Going into the show, as I said, but we came off. The Triple H was going to do the, the whole match. Here. Like, Triple H is winning. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I love how you did the whole Shane one, two, fucking, you know, you did all that. Uh, really, uh, really good main event. Lots of great drama. Uh, you know, Triple H had about three fucking pedigrees, and every time I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's it." Fuck, no, it's not. Uh, whatever reason, I love. Uh, you know, as the match, we had we had a great you know main event, and then when he started to get to the stuffy stuff, she was knocked down, and then Kofi's like, "You fucking Shane, get out of here and count for me." And it's like, "My sister more important." Fuck you. Uh, you know. And that you know, evolution come out, and they get Dean Ambrose takes them out, so get to continue the Triple H Dean Ambrose feud. So now Triple H can basically blame this loss on Dean Ambrose, so that continues that feud. Good shit. Um, the just everything made sense. It was a great main event storytelling in terms of drama, the turns. I put a picture on the screen of the world title, which is name on that side of his weapon, and then. Kofi hit the SOS and won. And I was like, what? Uh, my reaction, reaction was the, you know, the guy at WrestleMania was the Evans pictures. I was shocked. Shocked. And basically Shane says a few questions and uh, counts the pin. So now the Triple H study, you know, she, what, she was down, so nothing she could buy. That storyline could continue as to whether she was off at the moment. The view is Shane has now got a problem, but Kofi comes out of it. Still with the world title, still the man. And every month, you, you know, every time Kofi goes to the big title, this is it, this is the night that he loses it. And he keeps snapping, he keeps winning, and he's slowly but surely becoming this great world champion, improving month by month by month that he is the main event. I thought this was Triple H's reascension to being the King of Kings. Instead, it was Kofi Kingston's night to cement himself as the legit, uh, you know, main event player in everybody's eyes. I, I think to that point, I think he went from okay, he's had a good run to, oh, shit, Kofi's the fucking man. Yeah, like when he did, it was in like a six pack. Like yeah, he beat all those guys. It was guys, a fluky. But, yeah, it was a fluky yeah. six man. But this, it was like no, he legit just straight up beat Triple H. Like he beat Triple H. When Triple H had all the advantage in the world. Exactly. He became the awesome. Great. Yeah, he's a world champion again. <laughs> well, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was the Attitude Era main event, and I don't mean that in a negative way because it had to be. You had pandemonium and chaos in this match that it felt like, oh God, Kofi's not only getting fucked, he's getting Amistad fucked here tonight, <laughs> and he's just—it's over. I mean, they're gonna beat him so bad he's gonna turn fucking white. Um, I was so waiting. So waiting for when Shane did the double finger to for Triple H to get screwed and then the McMahons embrace Kofi. <laughs> a la Survivor Series. The new McMahon, Kofi was, McMahon. Yeah, I was so waiting for that. If that happened, we would have no fans. Because they would just be like, fucking every time I get into one of these fuckers, there's a face. <laughs> they turn on me. Fuck people aren't going to cheer Triple H, so it's not even going to work on that front. <laughs> Samoa Joe was my guy. He was my babyface world champion. He turned. Ric Flair, fucking, we're finally getting behind him. He fucking turned. Uh, CM Punk, let's get behind him. He fucking turned. Kofi's the world champion. Yeah, he's good. He fucking turns. 
No, this is a TNA. <laughs> Thank God. Um, no, I enjoyed the match. Kofi Kingston has got it. I'm only, I'm waiting to see the chaos and destruction that Triple H is going to have because he got in this match. He got fucked. And it was Shane's doing. And I'm sure, because he's a Jew, he's going to have some kind of legal repercussions and get his title shot back. Because he got fucked. Well, we'll have to see. Yes. Can you imagine the conversation at home? Your brother fucked me. <laughs> Wait, yes, what? yes, Paul. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker. Ah, oh, dear. I want to see. I want to. If only we had had a camera in for this version of the McMahon's game, it would have been the most awkward. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I thought about like messaging you and saying, "Carl, can I borrow Vince for a second? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do a Christmas dinner with the McMahon's, like to sit around the table and like I buried you in Survivor Series." <laughs> like, so how Linda comes in? Everybody, hey everybody, how's your year going? They all just look at her. <laughs> yeah, we're all just killing each other, you know. Uh, yeah, but so is the McMahon's. Now we just have to have Linda buy NWA. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, all right then. So that will do it uh, for this evening. Uh, DM, quick question. When is Starcade? I don't know. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to get in contact with the other boys. Are we got. But I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's going to be February first. February first. Okay, cool. Obviously, because I've got to book the Royal Rumble to be either you know before or after it. So, and the the real Royal Rumble's on the twenty fifth, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I said it's probably going to be February first. Yeah. <laughs> oh bollocks! I can't. Can I do the real Rumble on the same night as the? Can I do my Rumble on the same night as the real Rumble? Because people all want to be getting off to go and watch the real show. Maybe, maybe you start early enough. Yeah, I suppose if we start. start early. If you start at like, yeah. like start running now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. If you start, if you start at like one or two, you should be able to get out of there by five at least. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll have a think. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll uh, sort of. Yeah, it doesn't always have to line up. I mean, at the end of the day, we can. Oh, hey, I had my 2014 show, 2015. So yeah, true. I kept calling it 2014. So yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, all right then. So with I said, we'll get out of here. Thank you, uh, you guys, for uh, coming on, and uh, because obviously we had to split things in two because of how epic yesterday's uh, session was. Uh, so yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.